is up, everyone. Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler, episode two of the quarantine sessions going on here in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, everybody? It is, it is crazy. Um, so, you got, yeah, you got Matt and Tyler here, and uh, we got a jar of Bucky's Bieber Nuggets, milk chocolate covered. We got two bottles. Still wearing of- our green... Good as gold, Bucky shirts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and we've we've got uh, we've got some Kentucky bourbon here, and we've got with us today one of our good buddies, a guy that we've become really good friends with. Uh, it's our boy Clayton Shea, and he is all quarantined up wearing That's his right. Jack Daniels bandana. Man, dude, what the fuck is going on right now? It's, it's craziness out there, bro. I'm nuts. telling you, like I haven't been to the stores since like all the craziness hit, but I went a week and a half ago. I was telling you, Tyler, and I swear all of Vanderbilt was there. Yeah. Buying up TP, cold medicine. They were limiting five to each person. And I was like, all right, this is going to get worse. So I was just like, well, here's up. the thing. Like, this is the weird part is I was just, I just got back like at midnight from Houston. So like, you know, 13 hours off the plane, almost 14 right now. Yep. And like in Houston, of course, like the first like couple of days, like, yeah, it was huge, but me and my girlfriend had to go like the last two days I was there. So it was like Saturday and Sunday when you think it'd be like mega busy, but it wasn't like we literally like didn't have to wait in line or anything. We got whatever we wanted. Now I will say it was kind of (laughs) weird. Houston has some priorities, obviously. Yeah. Most of the stuff was gone. They hadn't like restocked yet, but the stuff that was there, all the stuff was there. Was all the organic stuff? Oh yeah. <laughs> so like we tried we don't to get buy mac and that down here in Texas. We tried to get mac and cheese, but it was only like the Annie's organic, <laughs> and like all the like sauces were like organic sauces because we made pasta that night, and all the pasta was organic pasta. Like it was all the organic shit that was left, Man. and it was like, you know, during this time when we're in a like public health crisis, I think the organic <laughs> stuff would be like what you want to buy. But you go up to like the Northwest, like Seattle, where all the hipsters are, all that organic shit's going. I bet. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Things gone. They're, they're getting hit the hardest. Also, the only cheese, this was hilarious. The only cheese that was left was Kraft Singles because oh, they wow. just have a shit ton of them. Oh, yeah. And Swiss cheese. Hmm. Swiss. What do they got? What problem do they have with Swiss cheese? I don't cheese? know. I love Swiss cheese. Got too, I got too many am. holes in it, dude. That's just it. Mm. This <laughs> I like it. I like this it. cheese ain't full cheese. This got holes in it, man. <laughs> it's going to get the corona in us. Oh, man. Oh, hot damn, son of a gun. So you're getting to you, Clayton. Yeah. So you've been here in Nashville for how long? Uh, coming up on, what's today? What's the date today? It's almost exactly two years today. Um, March 17th. Happy St. Yeah, Patty's so, Day, bud. 11 days, it'll be two years for me. Cue the bagpipes for Matt. Hell yeah, dude. Congratulations. That's awesome, man. man. You're originally from Illinois? That's right. Central Illinois. Yep. Hell yeah. Now, Illinois. What town? Uh, you wouldn't know. It's Canton is where I'm from, but it's Peoria area. It's like the biggest. Oh town yeah, near. Peoria's Peoria. cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. So Illinois, a lot of people. We've there's a lot of country coming out of Illinois, and yeah, there's man. a lot of people think Illinois owes oh, Chicago oh like mm-hmm. this that, but like there's it it gets pretty country up in dude, Illinois. Dude, you go an hour and a half south of Chicago, it's all cornfields. I mean, and and yeah. and. I love I love my people back in Illinois, but there's nothing up there in Illinois, so everyone wants to get out. I feel like what you do have though is Casey's. That's right, Casey's Pizza, dude. Casey's great. breakfast. Oh pizza. my god, I dude. love it. You dip it in the syrup. Oh, <laughs> oh we haven't done that <laughs> Forget yet. It. Oh, I Forget haven't it. done the syrup, but dude, so Bro. so you moved down here. I'm guessing you were doing the music thing up there in Illinois. Yeah, so I'll give you like the quick, kind of broken down story because it's a long story. 
so I was in a band up in Illinois for a while, the Clayton Shea Band, and we played clubs all over Illinois. I was in one particular house band there in Bloomington where I went to school, and I opened for this band called Blackjack Billy. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, and they were awesome, and I was talking with the guitar player afterwards, and and Angel Eyes by Love and Theft is playing over the, over the speakers and uh, singing it. And he's like, you like that song? I was like, yeah, I love it. It's a great song. He's like, I wrote that. And I was like, you're a liar. Get out of here. And he's like, no, Google it. And so I Google it, and sure enough, he wrote it. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. So I hung out with him, kept in contact over the next couple of years, came down to Nashville, had a beer with him here and there. And the time came when I was moving down, and I hit him up. I was like, hey, dude, I'm moving down. Let's grab a beer. He's like, actually, you hit me up at a really good time. Um, we need a bass player. I know you don't play bass. I was a front man at the time. Couldn't sing harmonies, couldn't play bass. And he's like, we can get you there. So I had a, a, basically a month and a half from the time I moved here till we were opening for Midland and, and Denver. And I had to learn how to play bass for a touring national act and sing harmonies. Jeez. So yeah, needless to say, when that time came around, I was shaking in my boots. It was 3,000 people out in Denver and uh, I was not ready by any means, but we, we kind of, we made it work. So, um, and since then I've been, you know, playing with them, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great experience playing with those guys. Um, learned a lot about the road life. We play in Canada a lot. Um, we get some really big shows up there. Played uh, Boots and Hearts in Ontario two years ago to 20,000 people. I hear the Boots and Hearts is like, like we got big festivals Dude. here in the States, but like you go to Boots and Hearts, it's, an, it's, it's another level. It's amazing, bro. It's like, uh, it's like, what's the one here that we can compare it to? Country Thunder that goes around. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, like, it's like that for Was that up in uh, Wisconsin? Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. A, they have a bunch of them all over, but Wisconsin's a really big one. Yeah, so. yeah. That's like where it originated, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of fun, but, uh, getting back to my thing i'm i'm trying to put more eggs in different baskets i'm trying to do the bass thing the songwriter thing the artist thing so kind of where i'm shifting towards now is more of my own artistry too yeah. so okay hell yeah dude been writing my ass off i've written yeah. a lot since i've been in town so I'm, i think like if anything that like this quarantine and everything has shown us is like people that you know rely on our income from the road or from the bars or anything like that it's like hey you really need to like make yourself more diverse yep because 100 you know if you're if you're kind of putting all your eggs in one industry like you're not making money right now dude and think about this too this might be kind of like my my far out thinking but like what if this is a glimpse at what the future of music is what if it isn't live concerts out and when there's thousands of people what if it's the big names like the kane browns the keith urbans the eric churches what if they're all in-house live streaming and that's where your audience is like this could be that that's what it could be moving towards too. You never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You never know. And it's good to just be be prepared and whatnot. So with your with your artistry stuff going on right now, and you've played a bunch of our writers' rounds, and yeah. like you're you're a guy that we love going out and seeing in Midtown or wherever uh -huh. you're playing with the writers' rounds and whatnot. Thank you. Um when when exactly was that was that shift made? I had no idea about the blackjack Billy stuff, by the yeah. way. That's that's pretty freaking dope because I got yeah, to see man. those guys up in Jersey and they no, put okay. on yeah. a show. Like y'all Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's that's our first of all, on that note, that's that's our biggest emphasis is trying to have more fun than the audience you know we try to bring so much energy that if we can try to have more fun than them then it's going to be contagious yeah. not, not to no pun intended <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah so the, the artistry thing um I, i've always had that in my in my sights I, I just didn't put a lot of emphasis on it when i first moved here because so much was placed on blackjack billy yeah it got placed on the back burner kind of but um i'd say about 
Um, honestly, February of last year is my first writer, writer's round I ever played. Really? Yeah, a doghouse. Um, Chris Young was sitting there. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was so nervous. Like I played in front, like I said, in front of 20,000 people, not even close to as nervous as I was for that writer's round. Well, when you're by yourself, just playing it's your so vulnerable, songs. man. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a very vulnerable yeah. spot to be in. Yeah, so it's, and especially with like a bunch of other fellow writers there who are all really good at what they do, and you're like putting your thing out there. It's like, here's something I made. Do y'all like it? <laughs> like, yeah. Something about that's so vulnerable. Yeah, but, yeah, you're not playing to just normal consumers. You're playing to people. This is their shit. Yeah. This is what they do. Yep. Like they're they're creators as well when it 100%. comes to music and whatnot. And it's yeah, and it's not playing, you know, number one songs that you know everyone likes. No. Either. So yeah. Not at all, dude. No. And it, it's a real grind, especially doing doing it independently right now. Like yeah. it, there's a there's a grind to it and whatnot, man. But but yeah, man, it's just crazy times right now that we're all we're all kind of living in dude yeah dude and it yeah it's you know there's a lot of people out there that are conspiracy theorists and that take this thing or we're talking about the coronavirus yeah. now they take this thing way too far but like i was telling y'all before we started there's a certain level of responsibility that every person has right now because it is a serious thing not necessarily for us at the age we're at but People 60 plus, yeah. those people are in danger for sure. So Absolutely. everyone needs to do their part to to help kill this thing and just put an end to it so we can go back to our lives. Yeah, dude. And to think in, in the span of two weeks, freaking tornado comes, messes Man. shit up and down. I got poison ivy. Yeah. You got poison. <laughs> I didn't tell y'all about that. I, really? got, I got sleeves on. The hell yeah. that, how the hell that happened? Well, from helping out with the tornado, um, I didn't get it nearly as bad as my buddy did who, who was with me, but we were like moving Big ass logs and trees. Yeah, out east, right? Yeah, I was up in Mount Juliet. Um, oh, geez, what was it like out there? Just, I didn't make it out to Mount Juliet. Just dude, the the area I went in, honestly, like I didn't see any houses hit. I just saw trees everywhere. Like I don't know how the trees missed the houses, but like this dude's backyard. If you can imagine your backyard, just stacked with trees, full yeah. full ass trees, man. And we were just yeah. sitting there with chainsaws, sawing, carrying, sawing, carrying, sawing, carrying. So. Uh, I'm from like the Gulf Coast area, so we had like Hurricane oh, Ivan. Yeah? We had Hurricane Ivan, and uh, we stayed in Uncle's house, a great uncle's house of ours. And he had like, I don't know, probably a thousand trees in his backyard of pine trees. <laughs> yeah. Pine trees. And, uh, you know, pine trees aren't like their roots don't grow very deep. They're, yeah. they're very like, they can get twisted. And yep. honestly, like if the wind blows when they're growing like hard, you can actually tell the ones that went through like a hurricane or a tornado mm. or something that survived because they bend. Yeah. They actually like bend in their way they grow and stuff. Oh, that's but, uh, cool, man. But yeah, um, I think there's like two trees standing after. Yeah. And like there was a old oak tree that like, I think it was my like great, great aunt or an yeah. uncle like put in their yard that like, you know, it fell during, it was over a hundred years old. Like, you know, it's, it's cra crazy what these storms can yeah. do. And that was, this was my first time seeing a tornado. Yeah. I had never seen a tornado like that. I know in Illinois, y'all, y'all oh, get it. I was talking with Garrett, who's a good mutual friend of ours. And I was calling him like, bro, like you're, you're used to this shit. What do I do? He's like, oh man, just hunker down. Like just be <laughs> Dude, that's ready. That's the thing, man. Like it, if it decides to hit where you're at, there's not a lot you can do. No. Like you can get as safe as you can get in, you know, your tub or something, but like there, I went to Donaldson the next day and there was total neighbor, whole neighborhoods just leveled. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like I'm talking like there's a, what is it? Donaldson Christian Academy DCA yep. over there. Yeah, dude. That's the area I was in. And I was about three football fields away helping carry shit. And 
I saw a gymnasium door handle, like the the push door Dude, handles was, in this yard, three hundred yards was away. Papers like files of like attendance found all the way out in like East Tennessee, past Knoxville. Oh God, that's so wild, yeah, just man. The, just yeah. the fact that it, that how how crazy these storms and stuff get, dude. It's, they just got sucked up and like carried. Yeah. It's wild, but what I'm what I'm what I'm impressed with though, after seeing that, how everybody comes together dude. and helps, Unreal, and like man. the community of of people coming from all over, people from coming people coming from counties away yeah. to yeah. come out and help out, and people that are big like emergency services and like relief people that do this for a living, where they go and help out with natural disasters, being like. Like Nashville has their shit together. Like the fact that everybody's out there with those chainsaws, well, everybody's think about out there this getting too. after it. A lot of the people here in Nashville are small town guys, you yep. know, like Garrett and I, like you mentioned. And that's the small town mentality is when your neighbor needs your help, you help your neighbor. Yeah. Exactly. So you take Nashville as just, in my, my opinion, a conglomeration of just a bunch of small town people smashed into a city. It's the yep. biggest small town in America. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. So I, I guess my, I can't speak for the people coming in from outside, but they probably just see the response from within and they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I want to get involved. So that's yeah. probably what It's also something that's contagious, you yeah. know, like whether it's for the right reason or not, like. You know, if me and you are helping out and Matt knows that we are, like, Matt's probably going to go yeah. help out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and there were a lot, of, a lot of groups of buddies that were out there and stuff. So 2020 is off to a hell of a Man, start, huh? Man, it is. It's testing me already, yeah. bro. So, so we'll, we'll f- rewind now. Go yeah. back to 2019. Yeah, what yeah. was that year like for you as a writer, doing the bass thing, going yeah. into the artist thing? That was a lot of self-discovery, honestly, because I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. I mean, we're all still kind of figuring out yeah. what we're doing, so... 2019, uh, 2018 was pretty tour heavy with Blackjack Billy. I'm, I'm going to be straight up. Like our touring is not close to as heavy as it used to be back in the day. Probably when you saw them, it's not even close yeah. to as, t- as heavy. So we're just playing the shows that are fun, the shows that are bigger, you know, the ones that are lucrative kind of, the yeah, ones what, that we have fun ones, doing. The ones that are worth it. Yeah, yeah. So so 2019 was a little slower than 2018. 2020 is a little slower. Um, I'm gonna do that thing. I'm gonna do blackjack billy as long as they'll have me, yeah. as long as we're touring. Those, those are good fucking dudes. Man, they're awesome. Yeah. I love those dudes like brothers. We have fun. We get along on the road. That's major in itself. Yes. Oh yeah. You guys know. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do those shows as long as they pan out. Um, I hope they never end, but everything comes to an end at some point. Yeah. So I'm just like I said, putting my eggs in lots of baskets. So 2019, as you asked, was a learning thing for me because I had just moved here 2018. Um, toured all through the summer into the fall fall hit and i didn't know what the dead season was i didn't know that uh, that existed so that hit and i was like whoa what's happening here no tourists no money like so i had to learn that yeah that's that's a rough time here so 2019 i was going in like guns blazing like all right we're gonna do this different so 2020 still learning um i'm writing a lot getting better rights getting better songs so yeah, I'm excited for the future. Yeah, dude, it's just it's just the grind. And yeah. that's what this town is. It's a town of hustlers. That's it's right, a town man. of people. Like, if you're not out there grinding, it, it ain't going to happen. Like you gotta, It's kind of weird right now to see, like, a town of hustlers. Like, it's going to be weird to see in, like, a week or two, like, what comes out of this town when everything you're closed. Going, you're going to learn who the hustlers are right now more yeah. than ever. I'm sure of it. Because... All of us musicians aren't making anything. We, aren't, no. we have to have shows to make money, you know, so... The live shows, that was one of the first things I thought of. I was like, we got to start doing live shows and hoping, you know, in times like this, people probably aren't going to be super generous with their money. They're not going to be like, oh, let me throw this musician a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? for real. But 
you got to do something. And it's exposure. Everyone's on social media right now. Everyone's hunkered down. So it's like, why not do it? Even if you don't make any money, you're going to be making more money than you would have if you did nothing. So exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. I, I got, I don't know if you know Upstar Music. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Upstar. Um, I'm going to be doing one old, of their. Old Shoemaker. Yeah. Those are our man. boys up there. We love those man, guys. He's doing some great stuff. He man. really is, man. Yeah. And for him to be doing it from where he's doing it up in upstate New York yeah. and not even getting, I mean, the fact that the groundwork's being laid down here in Nashville right now and you're seeing Upstar hats, Upstar stickers, yep. people are really getting on with the program. It's really cool. And I'm, I'm proud of that guy and proud 100%. to call him a buddy. That's 100%. Awesome. Man. So, what were you saying? You're going to be doing one of those shows? Get, yeah, I'm going to be doing uh, one of the. I forget what my slot is now, but uh, here I can pull it up. But he's doing this like series of like the Upstar Couch Concert Series thing. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. think uh, mine is well, I'm pulling it up here. And there's a lot of you guys and girls that are doing that. Oh, like yeah. that, are, that are in our, our friend group. And, 641's like, doing it. Garrett's doing it. Yep. You know, there's a bunch of people. Um, the 25th, so next Wednesday at 9 p.m. I'll be doing mine. Oh, so. yeah. That's awesome. And I'm going to be doing other ones myself too, just on my own, but... You know, I'm just trying to fill my time up so that I, like I was telling you outside, like, so I don't look back on this period of quarantine as, well, I just sat on the couch and played a thousand hours of Call of Duty, because <laughs> like, that's yeah. what I've been doing so that's far. What, that's what everybody's See, was, been doing. It was great for me because the new MLB game came out today. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, I was already like, dang, because I was in Texas till last night. We were supposed to be leaving on the road today. So, like, I was sitting there, I was like, dang, I'm going to be like a week behind everybody on this game. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. There's been a yeah. lot. Of, my sleep schedule is totally messed up. I just downloaded it last night. It took 20-something hours. For I believe Yeah, I just downloaded it this morning. <laughs> it's so much fun, man. You guys are going to love it. Oh, dude, I'm excited because that's what Ethan and Coda, like, I'll be. I'll and it's cross-platform, so, like, we can yeah. all. Yep. Because yeah. me and Matt are PlayStation guys because yep. of the baseball Same. games. Same. Yeah. I mean, not because of baseball, but just I like PlayStation. Well, also, yeah. like, all the, you know, the ones that are just PlayStation, like the, uh, did you ever play Days Gone? Mm-mm. Dude, that's a hell of a game. It's See, like a zombie yeah, game. I like the PlayStation controller better. Me too. I just do. And I grew up, I had a PS2 before I had an Xbox Same. 360. I had, so. See, I had an Xbox, I had an original Xbox, and then I had an Xbox 360 along with like a GameCube. And then like I finally got a PlayStation 2, and then I got a PlayStation 3 along with my 360 also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I was, I grew up like a Nintendo actually. Nintendo was like my thing. My first thing was a 64. Yeah, dude. And it gave yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, throwing it back a oh, little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like a 64, like, you know, I'm not sure how old you yeah, are, but like, I, no, yeah. I, I remember when those things came out, like, they were all the rage. And like, see, I, I did not. See, my first system was the GameCube. That yeah. was the first one I got introduced to. <laughs> so I was playing like Monkey Ball and like yeah. fucking Luigi's Mansion, <laughs> and Super Mario, Super Sunshine, or whatever it was. Like, see, I was yeah. like on the like Golden Eye 007. That's, that's my shit. Right yeah, there. dude. And yeah. like the uh, Mario Kart 64, the original yep. Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Dude, all that kind of stuff. 64 and is the best. Before even that, I had a Game Boy uh, Pocket, which oh, was before the Game Boy Color. Oh, you're one of those the, fancy what, guys. What the hell is the Game Boy Pocket? So the Game like? Boy Pocket was the first. So the you know how, the, big, how big was it compared to like this? this it was iPhone. like the size of your phone. Yeah. You see, holy shit. Like maybe a little bit wider and a little bit thicker, but it was the first like truly like because the Game Portable. Boy was bigger. Yeah. Like this was supposed to be able to fit just in your pocket and yep. be able to go, and it was the first one that could like do that. Yeah. Yep. And so like I grew up like you know obviously like Pokemon, Pokemon was the big thing, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, what was, your, what was your first po- What was your first Pokemon? Pokemon game, Tyler? Uh, yellow. What would yours be? 
the cards, man. Like the yeah, the oh, so you were big in the cards. Yeah, okay. I was big in the cards too. I didn't actually know what I was doing with them. I just wanted them. I just yeah. collected as many as I could. Yeah, man. dude, I used to like compete with that stuff. And I remember, oh, you were a card gamer. Oh yeah, dude, I loved it. Like yeah. I loved Pokemon because my parents would never let me get into like uh, Yu Gi Oh because they thought it was like the devil. demonic. Oh, because yeah. of like Same. Exodus yeah. and like yeah. this. Yeah. And that. See, Same. I was I was Yu Gi Oh. I never got. See, I love Yu Gi Oh. I watched Yu Gi Oh all the time, like behind my parents' back. You little rebel, you. But like you know, like. My parents would never let me collect the cards. Like, I bought one deck, and my grandma saw it, and she, like, Ooh. tried to perform an exorcist. And, like, just, I, and the I, power of and Christ and compels you. See, and I, Stop and, that compelling. And I, and, I, and, I, and I love your mother, Teresa, and everybody over there, but I, I just pictured uh, the the scene in The Water Boy where it's like, this is a big Mickey Mouse question. She's oh, a devil. That's pretty much you, it. You, you uh, card. That's a devil. That's a devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just, pretty like, much <laughs> it. But, no, uh, so, like, Pokemon was my thing, but, like, I remember I was on a school field trip one time, and I threw away my, like I had like a bag lunch and I threw away my bag lunch and I accidentally threw away like a championship winning deck. No. And that's when I got out. Yeah. You were that's like a good reason. But it was still yeah. like eighth or ninth. Like, uh, that's a good reason. It was though. like sixth or uh, seventh grade. Yeah. Seventh or eighth. Like somewhere in there. So like it was still like I was a little bit older. Like I was yeah. still like going down and competing. Yeah, game, ah, man. Game, game Boy Pocket I didn't know existed. I got into it. Was it was before the Game Boy Color. I got into it with the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance was my first. Yeah, then it was like that you millennial. Yeah, you millennial. Yeah, you freaking young buck. How old are you? I'm younger than both y'all. I'm going to be 27 this year. July. Okay. I'm 27. I just are you? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I just turned 25. Oh, really? He's the youngest. Yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. That's why I'm. That's yeah, why yeah. I date myself. I'm, I'm the little baby in the grand yeah, you are. Game Boy or um, GameCube was my first system. Yeah, it was fun. What happened to GameCube? I don't Dude. know. We still have one. I Do think. you really? I, Dude, think I loved one. GameCube. Actually, out of that whole generation of consoles, my favorite games were on GameCube. I didn't even really like the games. I just liked the idea of the GameCube itself more than anything. I was like, that yeah. thing is cool, could you, man. Could you imagine Smash online? Like, the, that, that Smash Bros. Like, Smash <laughs> Bros. Nintendo, online? Dude. You got to get Pat, on that Pat, shit. Patent it, Pat, it right there. Dude, that's what, we'd be, that's, what I'd be, that's what I'd be doing. We're tagging right? Nintendo on this. They're here <laughs> yeah. this one. We're, we're they in. need to. All right, that's our hustle for this one. <laughs> I got, like a battle royale. Just drop them all in. Like 150 of them just... Just yeah, do it. Dude, just 100 people just... <laughs> you, get, you get Kirby, you get the little penguin guy well, that's got the mallet and shit. What was your character? My character, dude, I loved Bowser a lot. Okay, okay yeah. you were a Bowser guy. Oh, yeah. What was yours, Matt? Honestly, I used to fuck around with some Kirby, and I used to yeah. just fucking eat shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude, I was always, like, uh, Link. Okay. Yeah. Which one is that? Link's, like, the smaller Zelda guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, the guy yeah, with, yeah. So he's got the sword. He's got a sword. But he's shit. quick. Yeah. So like Zelda is like a little bit like slower and like more majestic and all. Bowser is like Bowser's the tortoise guy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He just yeah, fucking kills everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, why I liked him because he just looks scary and I'm like this is intimidating. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. I'm smashing buttons anyway, so yeah, yeah. gotta look intimidating. <laughs> no, in college, dude, there's guys that they would like play for hours and they were like, I wouldn't even touch a controller around yeah. them, dude. We, we had I a tournament. We, we had a tournament at my college. They gave away yeah, like two hundred fifty bucks. Did you get in on it? I lost. I was out first round. I, I, I didn't stand a damn chance. See, I like for the first two rounds, we had like a one that was like over 100 people. And for the first two rounds, like I drew some people that weren't good. Oh, and boy. so like I made it like the third round and then I faced like the guy that won it all. And like, I don't even think I got like more than like three hits on him. Yeah. He just Dang, like man. destroyed. That's the thing. I don't understand. I got Call of Duty. I know how to get good at that, but I don't know how to get good at. Dude, it was all just quick butt mashing and like knowing that's, combinations. Yeah, see, that's my thing is that's all I do is just, <laughs> just 
yeah. smash those buttons, man. <laughs> yeah. And no see, I'm more reason. Even like your own boxing games and stuff, like we have UFC in there and yeah. stuff. Like there's like guys like like that's how I, I guess I get beat because I'm like I'm a bigger guy. And like, you know, my whole thing is like I'd rather hit you with more powerful stuff and knock you out than hit you with like all these like quick jabs and sure. stuff like that. So like yeah. I guess like even as a boxer world. and a fighter, like I'd rather like just, you know, deliver a knockout punch. Sure. Than like he you know, like all these body shots and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. You're applying real world logic to a video game. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean the gaming in here gets crazy because at night, like I'm, I, I just downloaded the Call of Duty stuff. Um, I've I got the PS4 in my room, but I mostly use it for like Netflix, sure, and, sure. and all that shit. But it'll be like two in the morning. I'll I'll wake up and or I'll I'll go like I'll I'll just open my eyes or I wake up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden I hear Ethan just screaming in the <laughs> living room and then Dakota's room's right next to mine and he's screaming. Yeah, and they'll play with each- Or what they'll do is they'll have like a LAN setup. Or whatever, they'll get like three or four damn TVs in our living yeah. room, and they'll just be fucking playing. My all boy Taylor's doing that right now. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's that. exactly. Yeah. They play with Taylor yeah. and John and all of so, those guys. Yeah. The most lit video game though of all time between me and my roommate. Here we go in college, FIFA. I, were a big FIFA I never guy. got on the FIFA. See, everyone loved it. FIFA because like. I mean, it's kind of like chill, but I wasn't a chill guy. I got so into like, chill. I did. So, like, FIFA, dude, it's just, like, you got your teams and you're going at it. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, we would turn rules off sometimes, like, slide blocking. So, like, you're, you know, yeah, you can more interrupt yeah. people and stuff like that. Like, it's, like, definitely, like, a more, like, back and forth street, thing. Street soccer. But, like, yes. me and my roommate in college, we'd go to the game room. We actually got kicked out a few times for, like, being too loud. Because it was just, <laughs> imagine two, like, minions having a fight. I can imagine. Like, we weren't even there. speaking English. We were just, yeah. like, yeah. Just, and he, ah! and, and he went to Trebeco where, like, you're not allowed to do a whole lot. It's very, very oh. to the book with the Bible oh, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. I so. mean, like, video games and all, like, yeah. you know, they're they're one of the more liberal Christian universities, I would sure, say. But, sure. like, still, like, you know, like, it'd be, like, 10 o'clock at night, and me and my roommate are just, <laughs> like, just, like, yelling at each other, just, like, not speaking, just, like, <laughs> and just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, I know all about that, man. Um, yeah, I dude, get fired up when I play But that stuff games. got lit. Jeez. Dude, I just want to point out this picture behind you, Matt. Oh, yeah. oh, that okay. I happen okay. to I happen to so, love that picture, so and I know the story. You do know the story. But yeah. Feel free to tell anyone that you want to. But oh, it's been told a hundred times okay, on this yeah. podcast. Were you were you um, at Live Oak for when we did the Boudreaux birthday bash? No, did you, but I, were you, I heard hmm. that people thought it was like a like a visitation service, right? Yeah. So we <laughs> so we were we were trying to get the picture to really make it like a visitation make oh, a visitation yeah. service. It looks like one. It's kind of frightening a little bit. You know, the picture just fucking stands. There and he was hammered when that was taken. Fucking oh, Mexico. I was. Mexico will do that to you. I was, <laughs> I was probably like 15 rounds of scotch in. And so my like, favorite part about it is that you cannot tell that unless you tell me that you were hammered. You look like you're taking a senior portrait and it looks like you're totally sober. With like, his Braves hat and his little mustache just hanging out. Dude, like, you look like great. Carlos. It looks like that's what your name, name should be. Like, oh, it's funny. Last night, I've been drinking tequila. But last night we literally had a dude that looked like Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, like that's amazing. Boarding our plane, like talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a snap. So I was like, "Why well, is Pedro working in the airport now?" That's that's awesome. But yeah, for for Tyler's birthday, we got wild, especially um, Co uh, Co Wetzel and his crew were in oh, town, yeah. and oh they God. they pop they pop by Live Oak, and they found out it was Tyler's birthday, and we're good buddies with all those guys, and. 
they heard it was Tyler's, but they got to the point where you could go to the bartenders at Live Oak and just tell them you're buying a drink for Tyler, and they knew exactly what to give you. That's a good place to be in, man. <laughs> I like that. He was drinking he was, like uh, Knob Creek. You're hundred proof. He there was you just go. drinking glasses Speaking of scotch. Speaking of whiskey. I really want to try that one, man. You want to yeah. try it? Yeah. How can I go about it? There's a, there's a glass oh, let me, in there. Let me get it. You guys keep talking. Yeah. Tell them about the, tell so, about the bourbon. This is Willet. So Willet was, it's actually a family whiskey. Um, Your fine. family? No. <laughs> but it's, uh, this is the pot still reserve. So they still make this in a pot still like you would back in like the old days oh, or wow. how like Moonshiners do it. I love that. So uh, it's funny because the last one we were talking about bourbon a lot too. Just a nip. Just a little nip. Just a little bit. All right. I mean, you can give me a nice little one ounce pour. So let me see here. Keep it going. Keep it going. Ah, that'll be good. I got to go to the gym after this, so I can't be like yeah belligerent. So I'll, I'll join you in this quest. Cool, man. I like it. And so, I got the uh, Jack Daniels glass matching my Jack Daniels bandana, keeping yeah. everyone safe from the corona. Okay. So, yeah, basically, uh, this is a new bottle for me, but they came over from England, and they were um, – I, I read the label earlier and, like, figured out their whole family history basically from it. But, yeah, it's like a family thing that they do, and uh, it's passed down from generation to generation. They started in London. They came over here, and they started uh, making bourbon in Kentucky. So, you know, if you would have been part of my birthday after a long time at Red Door that I thought was 20 minutes <laughs> – but apparently it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> Anyways, if you would have, uh, if you didn't saw me at, uh, where were we at? Dogwood. Mm. You would have saw my TED talk on how bourbon's made and what the differences oh, are. Boy. Ethan was sitting in the the chair at Dogwood, the um the Richter the, chair, the, the Dick chair that's yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. And he was just sitting there hanging out, and Tyler pulled up a chair and was just telling, un, unwarranted or anything. Ethan wasn't even asking about it. Tyler went on a twenty. Well, I'd already given this to the whole bar, so yeah, I figured that they was, weren't there, so yeah, they had was, to know. He yeah. was walking around the bar just telling people about bourbon. That's and like amazing. Pointing dude. at bottles that were behind the bar. I want to see like, you drunk, dude, because I, I feel oh, like. You become oh, a different oh, person. Bro, I love dude, that. He hopped. Did you hear the story about the road case? Uh, we this can tell this yes. off mic. You showed me the. Yeah, I think you showed me I, the I video. You the, I showed yeah, you we can tell this one off mic. Yeah. He wanted something. He is. He got over the fence. He got. He got what he, he got wanted, it. and then he got it to the. <laughs> I was blackout at that point. I he, couldn't tell. You was, seemed agile. <laughs> he seemed like you were like Jason Bourne hopping that fence. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how the hell he made it because I don't know how I would have made it over, and I was sober. I don't know how the hell. Listen, I, there's you, a there's a like, is like perfectly tall enough to like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's a part of me that if you tell me to do something and then get me really drunk. Yeah. Like I'm a perfectionist already. Like I've yeah. always like want to do that. Like yeah. be perfect and everything. So like if you get me drunk and then tell me to do something, there's a part of me that will go to the <laughs> ends of the, the earth. The the saying of last year's birthday, Mama didn't raise no bitch. That's that was right. Tyler saying. We were at the Wild Beaver like in 2019. That. That's uh, right, man. It was That's wild. Right. Speaking of Mama didn't raise no. Boy, cheers. Cheers. I got my cheers. water. There we go. Stay hydrated. There you go. I wonder what you think about that that whiskey as well. Dude, that's smooth. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot Boudreaux's too. Boudreaux's always good for some bourbon. So, now, is that yeah. like, oh, sorry, pause real quick. Is that yeah, like could. a really expensive bottle? Uh, I think it was like 45, 50 bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Tell the story of that one. So this one is that's uh, autographed by the guy that made it. Yeah, wow. so this is the master distiller, Jimmy Russell. He's, like, been in the business for 60 years as a master distiller. Like, him and his brother are, like, the, like, faces of Wild Turkey. So this is, like, Wild Turkey's, like, single barrel, like, high. Like, this is, so like, that a, is an expensive bottle. This is, like, $89 bottle. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. And then once you add the signature on it, it's, like, yeah, worth, worth some good money. So, sure. 
Yeah, I dude. thought you were like curling your mustache there. I was like, oh, I'm getting classy. it on my mouth. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were like, it's like fancy, like we curl our mustache. It's not that long yet. You know? <laughs> no, dude, I, I always tell people like I can't tell the difference between like house whiskey and like top shelf stuff. But honestly, if you like that, it was so smooth. I could just, I could yeah. easily tell the difference. Bourbon there. also like because of how it's aged and like it has to sit for like four years sure. and like there's like so much criteria on it. I feel like a lot of bourbon, like especially the higher end stuff, you can tell because it's just, it goes down smoother. Oh, yeah. You know, like I can tell, I can obviously tell the difference between like Jack and like, you know, $10 whiskey. Yeah. I don't know. After I have like two or three of them, that kind of just starts going down real easy. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but if I'm just sitting around sipping on like some neat whiskey, then I can definitely tell a difference. You know sure. what I'm a snob about? Vodka. Vodka? Really? Vodka. That See, that one is one I'm very confident to myself. It it all tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, see, yeah no. I've, I haven't had a drink in like three years. So like, alcohol? Yeah, I had to get sober, bro. I was going through, not a bottle oh, of this. Wow. I couldn't afford a bottle of that. I was drinking... Actually, Crystal have, Palace vodka. No, I wasn't <laughs> drinking vodka. I was drinking, I was drinking whiskey. Very I used, old I used to drink Fighting Cock. Hundred six proof. Oh, what a name for a. It wife. was like a, it was like a poor man's fireball. You can get a liter of it for like fourteen dollars oh, up in God. New Jersey, and I used Ugh. to go through like a bottle of that like every day or every other day. That's probably so just monster gut out. Oh, oh, dude, it was bad. It was like a, it was like, it was a poor man's fireball, but a lot stronger, and it it hit. I know what it is. There's like. There's one that I've found a few times that's like for a handle is like ten ninety nine. Yeah, man. Like you're talking like Crystal Palace, like the plastic bottles. No, no, it is a glass bottle. Oh wow. So like, the bottle probably costs five dollars <laughs> yeah. and then like the vodka costs. I wanna say it's like it's it's not is very it Georgie? Old. No, it's not it's like very old Blanton's. It's like kinda like that name, but it's like a knockoff of man. old old grandpa basically. But like, what is? I don't. I've never even heard of that. That just sounds bad. Old grandpa's like it's a old granddad. Old granddad. Okay. Old granddad's like an old like bourbon that's not been bought oh. by Jim Beam, and they're reviving that label. You, you gotcha. can go into like a sketchy liquor store, probably like the one that's down the street here, and you could get like a little fifth of it for like six bucks. Like no, not old granddad cents. anymore. Really? Old granddad's like twenty bucks now. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Damn, damn hipsters making well, it. <laughs> Well, it's Jim Beans bought the label now, so okay. they're actually making okay. it good again. All but, like, it's like old Blanton's or something like that. It's like old Barton's. That's what oh, it is. Old Barton's. Barton's. God, dude. Like, it's like a handle is like ten ninety nine, dude. And you cannot, if you put a drop of that in a glass of Coke, it doesn't matter how big it is. You'll taste the <laughs> yeah. nastiness of that liquor. Yeah, man. I remember back in high school drinking, like, plastic vodka bottles and, like, the stuff that you feel like after you drink it, you're going to go blind from it. Like, that could peel like paint off of walls. That was what yeah. we were drinking back in the day. See, so our last gig that we had was at a mud park in South Mississippi. And they pump a, a mud park. Wild country offered. I'll show you videos and yeah. shit. It was crazy. Redneck extravaganza. That sounds amazing. So they pop the trailer open. They pop the van door open. They're talking to us as like the owners and they're like, Y'all want this? Y'all want this? And like Charlie and Gary are like, nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're all like playing video games. We're like, you know, trying to chill before the show and all. Sure. And finally they go, we got some homemade moonshine that was made out here in the campsite like an hour ago. You want some? <laughs> and Charlie goes, Fresh no. Still. Charlie goes, no. 
And I like pop my head out of the van. I go, <laughs> I want a bottle, please. Dude, and they drank this jar. It was. It was like the big mason jar dude, of it. That's the real but deal between out there like, too. Between like four or five of them, they drank the whole fucking jar in like a couple hours. And he put and he and he said, oh, there's a there's a there's a shiner. There's something. There's in the a bottom. hammer in the bottle. There's a hammer in the bottle. You'll find a hammer. You know, like you'll be hammered <laughs> if you drink this whole thing, oh. dude. That stuff. It was a lemonade flavored one. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say that that was so diluted. Like, I felt like a little buzz, but I probably drank half the bottle. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, it was funny. So it wasn't like it. The, it I wasn't was just like sitting the, there just. It wasn't <laughs> like the 90% moonshine that you, like, see no. on the. Yeah. I, that's what I was like, hoping for. It wasn't. It wasn't. Dude, that, <laughs> I've had some of that stuff. It is no joke. Yeah. Like, have you had 151 rum before? I've had 151 while turkey went out. That was legal. Yeah. That used to be my go-to. That's what it's like. Like, that's that's what a lot what it's like, man. I had some bandmates back in the day when I was one of my first bands I was in. That made some. They didn't make it quite right. Like you Ooh. have to have the ethyl yeah, and yeah, methyl yeah. alcohols balanced right. And they had yeah, to have this do. party, and this kid was like just chugging it, oh. taking a shot of some Captain, chugging it. And he went to the hospital, man, because he's puking up blood. Yeah, yeah. So they, like they made him a cake that said like, "Sorry, we almost killed you." Like his parents were not very happy about that. Like, I definitely like smelled it and like dipped my finger in to taste it before like I like actually like took a swig yeah, of that it. That can be dangerous because like sure. that's how like definitely like you got to do it with that kind of stuff. Yeah, dude, that shit can make you go blind. Literally, yeah, literally. You'll go blind. Yeah, there's all kinds of bad For stuff, real, dude. It's it's crazy. But anyway, so we're I do talking like about this whiskey yeah, though. Yeah, we're talking about Tyler saying her mama didn't raise no no bitch. Mama didn't raise now, song's gonna be coming out. Um, might already be out by the time this shout out airs. Garrett Biggs. Garrett Biggs, so another Illinois boy. Um, how did you and Garrett get to know each other? Because you two, I yeah. think I, I met you through Garrett. Yeah, we're homies, man. I, I love Garrett like a brother. Um, so we both are from Illinois. Yeah. Um, I I played in a lot of clubs up in there, and and I I played with a band called the Feudin Hillbillies. I didn't play with them, but we played shows together. That sounds awesome. Yeah, they're they're great, man. They've been around for like a decade, and they just they, they sound like they gotta show. have a banjo in that band. They don't surprisingly, but Damn. they they have an amazing live show. So Garrett would play with them. He'd be like their uh, it'd be like a dual fronted thing, kind of. So I know the drummer really well. Him and I would bounce things off each other all the time. And I was moving down here, and he's like, "Hey, dude, you need to get with this cat, Garrett Biggs." And I was like, who is this guy? I look him up. He's he's really young at the time. I swear he looked like he was like 12. He still looks like he's kind of <laughs> yes, 12. He but does. he's got facial hair now, so it changes <laughs> little, his age a little. His little goatee. Dude, that thing's so durable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I moved down here, and, and he moved down, and we contacted each other. We're like, hey, you need to get together. And he moved away for a while, so I never met him. But when he yeah. moved back, we started writing. And now we write like almost once a week, it seems like. So I love writing to Garrett. Him and I, we just click really well, and... I think he's about to, a great dude. He's about to man. He's about to turn a new leaf in this this music thing for him for himself. I think this song is going to be huge for him. So. Yeah, dude, and it, and it's cool you guys both being from yeah, Illinois dude. to to have that familiarity. Like, yeah, where there's there's there are a lot of Midwestern folks here. Yeah, whether whether it's Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, sure. Indiana, like there's sure. a lot of y'all here that are that are making some waves. Everybody yeah. talks about the Georgia boys, the Carolina crew, the Texans, oh, yeah. all those guys. But there's some there's some well, folks even you got like guys like going back to like Brett Eldridge and all those guys like yeah. coming yeah. out of Paris, Illinois. Paris, Drew, Illinois. Drew Baldridge, yeah, Drew Baldridge. He's, yeah. A big, he's a big Illinois Mo, guy. Mo Pitney, um, yeah. forget yeah. where he's from, up somewhere up in the north of Illinois. But yeah, one of my favorite bars to play at is up in Chicago. Uh, Joe's on Joe's, Weed Street. Joe's, Joe's on there. Weed is yeah. like one of our one of our favorite gigs. We went, Funny you should say that. We went like the night before they were having like their corporate like 
uh, Halloween party. Yeah. And so, like, we play. I got pictures of it, and I'll show you later. But, like, we played, and there's just, like, skeletons and, like, ghosts and spiders, nice. like, hanging from the ceiling. It's kind of so, funny. So, do you all know Ed? Ed Warm? Um, I probably he's, know his face. He's, he's like the owner of okay. yeah, yeah. Joe's Live, Joe's and Weed, Bub City, Carol's Pub. He puts on the Windy City Smoke Out. Yeah. That was fun. I got to do that last year with Muscadine. That yeah. was a lot of fun. We I were actually, that. we were the first, uh, first band to actually open up the whole Kickaboo yeah. last year. It was so, a lot of fun. So funny you guys bring that up. I was actually supposed to play at, uh, it's called Emerald Isle this Thursday and Friday, but it's canceled now, but they're like associated somehow yeah the owner of that and joe's and but yeah that's uh i've been up in that area many times yeah that the live music scene is definitely big up there which i see you got i see you and garrett like garrett's garrett's out all the time you're out quite a bit Mm. where you guys are bouncing back up there to illinois to indiana like were you so it's kind of cool you guys have your bases up there but you're still down here doing the industry thing how often like is how does that all work with going back up there and playing gigs man it's uh I've made that drive so many times I could do it in my sleep now. That's how I am going back to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I try not to do too much because I did come down here for a reason. Like, I'm, I'm in Nashville to do the Nashville thing. I do want to keep in contact with people up there. I do want to keep the fans engaged. So I go up once a month pretty much is what I'm, I'm trying to limit myself to. That first year that I was here and the dead season hit, I was definitely going up like once every other week because I didn't know how to cope with it. I didn't, I, and I could make good money up there. They pay yeah. a lot better up there because yes. it's more in demand. And, but yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I love my Illinois people, but I don't want them to think that I'm struggling down here and that I need to come up to yeah, make money. You absolutely. Know? So yeah. I want to keep them entertained, but I also want to come up with, not the same set every time. I want to come up and be like, all right, here's five new originals I wrote. So check out what I've been working on. And the response to the original stuff has been great. Um, I'm super excited to get some music out. I'm just waiting for the right time. So that'll be coming soon, hopefully. Hopefully before the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like hearing that, dude. Yeah, Hell yeah. Because yeah. we would love Now, do you have anything out right I now? I have no music out. Just, uh, just like Instagram and YouTube stuff, but... I don't know. I'm very much a perfectionist. You were saying that earlier, yeah. and and I'm not. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna rush into anything just because I'm getting impatient. You know. So yeah. right. I want it to. I want a song to slap me in the face and be like, "This is the one." Yeah. And and yeah. I've been getting some like that. So since I haven't seen you like full on like live and like I don't know like the full production like background yeah. and everything for you your influences you seem like you're more on the rock side. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Like like the rock like you grew up with like rock with some country. Dude, I, with- I listened to everything from Beatles to you know one of my my brother's favorite bands that I listened to with him all the time was Creed and Pearl Jam. Okay, man. okay, oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I definitely like my first band was rock. It was actually funk rock. It was our original stuff. But, funk rock. But we played a lot of rock stuff like okay. Chili Peppers and like Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox Twenty, like ninety stuff, you yeah. know, and Metallica and. I was never like a thrasher or rocker. I was, that was never my style. I love harmonies. That's one of my favorite things in a, in a band. Uh, I love the Beatles. That was like, that's still one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. So just their songwriting, pretty much everything about them, how influential they were. And I don't really have one main focus. I think that's why it's taking me so long to get music out too, is because I don't, I don't know what my sound is going to be yet. I'm just playing around with everything. So I think what I'm going to do is potentially put out like three songs you know, like a rock oriented kind of party fun song, a pop kind of oriented song, not all the way pop. And then a ballad, 
I've already got those three kind of picked out for the most part, but I kind of want to put out some random stuff and just see what people really latch on to and then let the people kind of dictate what direction I take. Because yeah. I, I love all music, man. I'm a- Which is what's so cool about how the industry is right now. You 100%. can get music out there and it does. you don't have to... You don't have to pay all this money to get it to radio. You don't that that side of things like it's becoming so much easier for you guys as as creatives to get your shit out there, and Absolutely. a lot easier for consumers like myself on our end to find your stuff. Absolutely. You know, which is which is really cool. And there's no like cookie cutter like this is country, this is rock, nope. this is pop. It's all more diverse than ever. We all grew up on on a variety of shit. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I grew up listening where some of my first CDs I ever bought were a mixture of Kenny Chesney's No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problems and Metallica Black Album. And yep. then the Chili Peppers, that two disc where it was like the and Jupiter. Boys and the Man, Mon- and yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, throw, me, like, and, yeah, and then throwing Biggie on and then yeah. throwing people like that where like yeah. it's the hip hop where like you're gonna you're gonna you wanna play music that's gonna sound good to you is gonna be the shit that you like. You, you probably know? grew up with a lot of Biggie and Pac. Being you're from the north. Being not from the I actually grew up with a lot more like rock stuff, believe it or not. Like yeah. I if grew you put up him like, in the car, he is going to turn into Octane or, or uh, Turbo. Or Turbo for XM. So oh, it's wow. just like the hard rock stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot a lot of God smack, a lot of things like that. But then at the same time, like I'll 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 jam to some Jam to some biggies, to some to some of that early like Puff sure. Daddy stuff. Like I've been in a real '90s hip hop kick lately. Oh, I don't know why, yeah. which is what's crazy too. Sometimes we just get in these kicks of just listening to the same shit, like like where you really want to want. My uh, my thing was like whenever I could start buying CDs for myself. So like I grew up like on we had one country radio in our town and it played like Johnny Cash, like yeah, Dwight Merle, like all that the kind old of stuff. school stuff. Yeah, and then it would play like every now and then like Beer for My Horses or like something that was newer. But, like, a lot of the stuff, like, they were very much, like, old-school country-oriented. Sure. It was, like, um, one of the uh, Oak Ridge Boys is from that town. And okay. he kind of played into that a little bit, you know? Lots of banjo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then, like, whenever I started buying, like, what I wanted to buy and, like, listening to, like, I was listening to stuff like Gucci, Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, Sword Bird Boy, Birdman. <laughs> like, all that kind of stuff, like... Honestly, a lot of like New Orleans. Uh, I was like three hours from New yeah. Orleans, so like a lot of like New Orleans like rap, yeah, and, like that Southern, even Houston with like uh, what's the guy sings grills? Dude, I'm so removed from oh, I have from no that world. I'm guessing it's grills with a Z. Yeah, yeah, grills. I have no idea then. I grills with like- an S with <laughs> the dollar sign. But it's it. like a lot of like Latin infused like rap. And, like, bounce rap, so yeah. it was infused by, like, New Orleans scene and then, like, you know, being from Atlanta, like, T.I. and, you know, your, uh, God, who's the other guy that sings Yeah with Little John? Um, Usher. 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 Boys. Oh. Usher, Eastside Boys. Like, a lot of those guys, you know, like, whenever I could actually listen to music that I wanted to do, like, that's what I, like, gravitated to heavily in high yeah. school. And then, like, as I've moved back to Nashville, like, when I moved here, I honestly hated country music. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't listen to it. And, like, as I found people like Isbel and Childers and, you know, of course, guys like Muscadine and, you know, guys like y'all that are the, like, well, I've heard called as, like, the underbelly of the country world, you know, um, that's kind of where I've more gravitated and even into, like, Southern Rock with, like, Stillwoods, Whiskey Myers, you know, all that kind of stuff. 100%, man. Yeah, I was very much into, like, the, the, the rap game whenever I was in high school, like Lil Wayne, Drake, 
and it's, all those it's people. all these personalities that make it so much cooler. And see, for us, yeah. it was, Little Wayne was good before he kind of, like, went, like, off the tracks a little yeah. bit. Weird. See, I, I was in, like, middle school, and that happened. Like, Man, it was, like, the quarter two, quarter three. three. Yeah. He was supposed to die, like, 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, they've said that for, like, ever, man. Like he, But now he's talking about going back out on tour and, like, putting well, out he new music. He released new albums, though. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, he did that whole thing where he went out with uh, Blink. Oh, yeah, yeah, with Travis Barker. That, like, because yeah. he, he, like, he wanted to try to rock. Who was the guy that played? He did a song. Well, he used to do the he whole thing. With, like, like a rock star. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lollipop, he played like that, like, in yeah. the thing. And then, uh, what is it, Prom Queen? Yeah. He had a couple. He had a couple that he tried to go, like, rock with. He, like, literally had a whole album where he was yeah. playing guitar on it, and it was... Pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back yeah. at it, it was it was not the greatest guitar but at playing. The time, but, but for him, he was like, "Holy crap, this rapper's playing guitar! What the yeah. hell?" Yeah, and at the time, it was probably like his 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 influence from like the the label and whatnot was probably like, "All right, you need to try this out because it's probably like the same thing that's going on with with a lot of musicians right now with country music, like." Talk about like lit is going country like the band that really my honest my honest me I didn't know that oh yeah there's a lot of those people that are doing that and then, and then you've wow. got and Aaron then, Lewis yeah. kind of kicked it off because Aaron yeah. Lewis was like one of the first Steve, people Steven Tyler's put out a country yep. single yep. um you've got Kobe Calais doing the Gone West yep. thing yeah you've got um who's another there's another one that I, oh the one of the guys from Three Doors Down yeah. Justin he's been playing Even a lot like, of writers uh, rounds and stuff in town Brian uh Brian Adams no Latrell <laughs> I was gonna say. Brian Luttrell. He's the, one of the Backstreet Boys. Like, yeah. he went Christian, but his son's now his doing son. country. Yeah, he did Whiskey Jam a couple, yeah. couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. And the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, that's another oh, one. Oh, they've kind of done a country thing, yeah. too, with, with Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. yeah, it's just how big the genre is going. But it's all the. It's cool that there's no real, like, borders. It's when more it comes accepted to than ever right now, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, and, and it's I love only, that. And it's only going to keep going in that direction, which makes you guys that. as creatives, like, y'all y'all have a bigger bigger power. Like, you don't have to be trying to, like, well, write like, narrow That was my it. thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I come from the Christian background, going to Trebek and all that kind of stuff. Like, with songwriting, like, that's what I moved to Nashville was guitar and song writing but in the christian aspect and like honestly like a year and a half two years into being here like i just completely stepped away and have stepped away since then just because i felt so limited in what i could say and stuff and like you know with writing non with writing secular music as what we would call it like you know you can write about anything and you know you can be real about stuff you don't have to sugarcoat or you don't have to worry about like you know, the theology of what you're saying and stuff like that. Sure. So it's great that, you know, you can say what you want and you can like make it how you want. You sure, know, man. Yeah. Musically. I love that, dude. Yeah. I love how diverse it's gotten. Yeah, dude. Oh, for sure. Now, are you on, are you on Twitter at all? I am on Twitter. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't access it hardly ever though. Okay. So what we like to try to do with Did these. Did he used to? We, we like to dig up. We like to find the oh, boy. tweets. Like funny sure. tweets. Yeah. No. Nothing, nothing's going to get you We can totally do that. Nothing's going to get you in trouble. going to do some I think I have stuff. three Twitters. All right. Which three? one's your main one? Um, I'll tell you the one that's got the which oldest Which one's your ones. oldest one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> that's the good one. We want like middle school, like high school. I'm telling you, I never touched this at all. So hold on a second. Because we've had some guests that are, like, notorious, like, drunk tweeters. Like, they love to just get right. fucked up and tweet. C-WID11. That's my... That's what is my it? C-WID. So, C-W-I-D-11. Capital C. I don't know if that matters in the Twitter world. Nah. That should be, like, the oldest one. You find it? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> here, join we, here we go. Join September 2011. So, right after high school, right? Yeah, that would be, yeah. 
When did you uh, When did you graduate high school? 2011. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're yeah. same class. Yeah, yeah I was. I'm, I'm honestly like a little nervous about what's, the, what's about to surface here. Nah, he, he keeps it. He, he finds. Fine. No, I, I want you. I, please dig up any dirt you <laughs> this have. This is a great one from 2014. Just nothing that's going to get me in 2014. trouble. 2014. I just spent the day in Middle Earth with Gleek Gloop and the Flute D Dupes. <laughs> Hashtag shit Paul Rudd says. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fucking Paul Rudd, bro. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes, man. I'm telling you right now, it's uh it's role models with Paul Rudd Dude, and, and I you know what you know what I'm talking about whenever oh, they wait. love that movie. You have to explain this one. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> dot dot dot. Last night I ate a plastic grape. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that very vividly. Actually, there was oh, this uh, great. <laughs> there was this party. Surprisingly, I remember it vividly. There was this party where we had like this. Um, this is probably not anything you could get away with now, but it's like dressed like a country themed. Like you get assigned like what, a. What you're from, you're from, type stuff? You're from Africa. Oh, you're from Asia. What, you're. What, you could never what, get away with it. What, now. what country were you? I don't remember. I really don't remember. But but this person was dressed like they're from Africa and they had like a fruit basket on top of their head oh, a full of, of fake fruit and I was just like so drunk. I was like, mm, grapes. <laughs> and I just started picking the plastic grapes off and eating them. That's and people great. were like slapping them out of my head, like, no, don't and I was like, nah, I'm eating these grapes. And I was like, I was so determined. I think I was also that night was uh, I was pulling bottle caps off with my teeth. I was just oh, one of those nights. Okay. Yikes. It was yeah, yeah. It was it was not my my best times ever <laughs> in college. But, but, uh, but hey, man, that's what college is for. It's, you, you do some dumb shit. I'm just learn. glad I have my molars still and my intestines aren't packed <laughs> this full is of a, plastic yeah. grapes. This is a great one. Oh, when, when, when's this one from? One thirty fourteen, January thirtieth, two thousand fourteen. Okay. I've never been known for giving good powerpoints. When we used overheads, I was known for giving good overhead. <laughs> my psych teacher. My, my psych teacher, dude. I remember that. This is great. We sh I should do this more often, man. I love this. Bringing back old memories. He said that in the middle of a lecture hall to like 300 people. And like nobody got it. It was crickets. But this professor and I were like, we saw eye to eye because I loved his sense of humor. And we we're both smart asses. So like anytime he had something smart to say, he'd like look up at me in the lecture hall and be like, Clayton, anything to say? <laughs> yep, I got you, bro. That's awesome. Oh man! Mm. Any other golden nuggets in there, man? I'm you got me like all, all in, man. I love this. You gotta be, you gotta be careful. Boudreaux's got a got a couple Twitter trolls out oh, there in the Twitterverse. So yeah, he, these are he great. Might, he might jump this in there. This is a good one. I like to oot oobles and banunus. <laughs> what are, what's what's a, what's that? It's a song. It's a is it what is it Sesame Street? Yeah, I it's like, like to eat eat eat. Eeples and Baninis. Yeah, dude. It's any, any, whatever value you use. You have I like to replace to that. Opals and bonanos, apples and bananas. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. gotcha. Um, That's a good one, man. My professor says, whack off one more time. I'm out of here. And he, he, I remember that, but I don't remember what professor it was, but they kept saying, like, whack off. I was like, what are you using that term for? What possibly? You just got to be a different. Where, where'd you go to college? Uh, Illinois State. Okay. Red oh, Birds. Yeah. Go Birds. Not the uh, fighting Illini? No, that's U of I. I, yeah, wasn't, no. I wasn't privileged enough for that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Government funding didn't help me out with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's the D Brown? T that Brown. guy. D Brown. Oh, the yeah. point guard. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what happened to him, but he he flunked hard yeah, in the NBA. He was good in in college. He was like the most clutch dude ever. D for three, man. That's what it was. D yeah. for three. Yeah. 
then Myers Leonard came through, and he just like totally wow, made everyone forget is, about D Brown. I don't know if this is a good one, but this is hilarious to me. Bring it out. I'm ready. My enthralopy professor just smacked herself in the face, making me happy because I wanted to do that to her since day one. Oh, <laughs> anthropology. What, what, anthropology. An, an, I was going to say, what the fuck's anthropology? Yeah, anthropology. Yeah, I would take that class. But uh, no, anthropology, yeah. I'm trying to remember who that would have been, but. Yeah, it was, man, I had a couple of really weird professors, man. Like uh, that one, I remember him smacking himself in the face. Were you a history major or something? No, I was a sociology major. Okay, because I was going to guess with the, anth- with the anthropology, that's well, why. We I had to take guess. anthropology oh, too. Oh, like a gen ed? It was like, uh, it was like cross, it cro- there was some crossover basically, okay. but but yeah. I had one teacher that was a marriage and family professor, and she like, she was in acting, so she had like this fake fall she did, and she did it for us on the last day where she just like collapsed on the floor. And oh, like, that's great. It's weird, man. Professors are weird. They are. Really? They, they are. are. Yeah, they are, dude. I, I had some ones, like legit, so I didn't finish college because I got a job and started making money, and after five years of not having a degree, I was like, you know what? Money's nice for right now. Also, it came to the point where I'd have to pay for everything out of pocket. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go work for a little bit and then I'll go back. Yeah, 100%. Never. But uh, I have a professor that was an economics professor. And I've heard rumors that she has retired. And so now I want to go back to college. There you go. That was that how bad of a professor. Man, I had a couple like that too. I also had a professor in like... uh, I forget what class. It was a music business class, but mm. I'd like just taken like copyright law. Mm. I was publishing. Yeah, I was publishing. Okay. And I got 110 in the class without doing any homework. And I just made 100 on tests, but I had so much extra credit from like correcting him during the semester for stuff that he didn't know. Oh, wow. That I made 110 in the class. There you go. Because like he just couldn't do basic math. Damn. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's, that's not that's a good crazy. quality yeah. to have as a professor. Yeah, I had. Yeah, I've, I made it out. I made it out of college and stuff. I went to a private school. I got like in six Jersey, classes left. So it was. Um, it was an experience for sure. But hey, if I didn't go to that college, I didn't get involved in the college radio station. I wouldn't have gotten in the country radio. Dude, I wouldn't, that's, that's I wouldn't have met man. Dave Hangley, who convinced me to move down here, and we wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. You can never here regret. Any I mean, of if your I didn't steps, go man. to college, I wouldn't have uh, moved to Nashville. Yeah, I wouldn't have uh, did three years doing sound there and wouldn't be doing what I do now. So and I wouldn't 100%. be paying back a shit ton of loans. You That's know? right. Where would, where would my hundred and seventy dollars a month go if I didn't have to put it in the government's pocket? Dude, absolutely, I'm right there with you. I'm my involved. thing is, man, like I, I got my bachelor's and I was all in school. I loved school, man. Like, yeah. I my my major specifically was writing like. The smallest amount of pages was 12-page papers, and my senior thesis was a 56-page What was your major paper. again? Sociology. Oh, God. The minor in psych, so my, my senior thesis was a 56-page paper, but I loved it, man. Yeah. I loved writing papers, and I, I just loved the detail-oriented side of it and thinking about how people function, and I was geared up to go into graduate school. I was ready to go. I was going to be a clinical counselor. That was what I was going to do. I had passion in it, but this music thing was kind of kicking off, and I, I had a couple of professors I was really close with, and I was like... Man, am I am I messing up here? Am I doing something wrong? Like, no, you can always go back to school. Like, pursue your passion self selfishly. That's awesome. And like that's for awesome. them to tell me that, that was major, man. And yeah, I'm dude. so glad I did it. Yeah. Now that sociology psychology background, is yeah. that, do you do you think that helps you with songwriting at all? Oh yeah, man. With um, opening up and like being able well, to describe situations and describe the states the people are in and things yeah. like that. So two ways I can think of off the top of my head are, are one, it, it helped me to be able to see things from other people's perspectives, to be able to write with people that 
for example, girl writers talking about boys. Like I obviously don't have any experience with that, but I can place myself into their shoes and see it from their perspective. That's one thing it taught me. Another thing is the writing the papers was like kind of like telling a story a lot of times. You had to go from A to B and with as much style as possible. And that's kind of what you do in songwriting. You're trying to get from A to B in the most stylish way you can and attract attention to it, you know? Yeah. So I think that helped me, especially with being detail-oriented and seeing something through fruition and just seeing how it would play out from beginning to end. Yeah, no, dude. Because as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like with, 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 how, with how your writing styles are Yeah, stuff. man. I mean, I'm not like... I'm not like somebody who's always analyzing people. Well, at least I try not to, but it also helps just with making connections too. Like yeah. being out and networking, like you you see it from a different perspective whenever you have some training and how people uh, behave in social settings. So yeah, it's definitely helped. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I use it. I, I'll, I haven't used it for a career specifically, but I kind of use it for my career in a way. Oh yeah, no, dude. That's that's how I feel with having a communications degree. Like, Everything's I'm, applicable I, my, in some yeah, way. Yeah, my goal was to be was to be the voice on the radio. My goal was to be like a Bobby Bones or somebody like that, and yeah. can't do that anymore. But we got a microphone here and, uh, and then you, learning. Not that you can't how, do it, but yeah, but it's just hard. It's just hard, man, with the way the industry is. Oh, we're doing it right now. Dude. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're doing it our exactly. way, which is cool, dude. So I would have never imagined sociology would lead me to a table here with y'all, and that's pretty cool too. Drinking so. some good bourbon. Yeah. I'll cheers to that. You got any left in there? I'm, <laughs> Yeah, yes, you, you, you got a nip. Cheers, I still boys. got some more Cheers. water. <laughs> yeah, this St. Patrick's Day is cool. pretty, pretty freaking different. You would not think of should have had a bottle of Jameson. Sorry, <laughs> hey man, it's all good. I, I love this whiskey; it's super good. It's okay. Um, Wild Turkey actually sends all their shit to Jameson, so we learned that on the last podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, all their barrels after they use them once, because for bourbon you can only use it once. So, oh. for whiskey you can use it five times or a hundred years, whichever comes first. Oh, wow. So they sell their once uses barrels off to whiskey companies so like a lot of scotch companies and jameson buy barrels hmm. i had no idea that way they don't just go to waste that's smart learn something new every day right that's right <laughs> and they're not expensive so therefore that's why jameson isn't expensive yeah interesting yeah dude so for 2020 now you were talking you were going to be wanting to learn learn a little bit more what are some goals you got right now i mean i know all this crazy shit's going on but man it's hard. i always go into the like the new years with these goals you know like everybody does but i try to set realistic ones last year I'd, i made the mistake of setting super unrealistic goals this year i'm trying to put put some in front of me that are attainable so i want to get better at guitar i've always been just a strummer i played for like 16 years and i haven't progressed in like the yeah. last 15 <laughs> so yeah. um once i started singing i was just like all right we'll just strum but uh that's something i definitely want to get better at harmonies want to get better at songwriting of course I want to get myself in better shape, you know, just some of those things. Okay. Make more connections. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you. So, where can people go to find out more about you and stuff? I know you're gonna be doing that up. You're gonna be doing that upstar couch yeah. concert series, yep. and you, you, you're very active on social media with yep. posting new stuff. I always love when you post, whether it's a cover or whether it's a snippet of an original that you're yeah, proud of. Man. Like, I, I love watching you, all dude. your stuff. So, what, what are those accounts? Yeah. So, Instagram and Facebook are my main ones. Instagram's uh, Clayton Shea Music. I think actually Facebook is too. My Twitter's the only one that's different. It's Clayton Shea Solo. So that's probably why I like got a bad taste in my mouth. I yeah. couldn't get that Clayton Shea music for whatever reason. I think it was too long or something. But, but yeah, Instagram and uh, and we'll be getting some music out soon. I've been talking with my producer and and uh, he's excited about a couple songs. So just waiting for right timing and 
and you know the whole process yeah. uh, works. So. Trust, trust the process. That's as right, they set man. up in Philadelphia, and now they're they got a great NBA team. So hundred um, percent. Yeah, dude. Um, so we always wrap this thing up with um, our guests playing a playing a song for us. Yeah. You got a lot, you got a pretty big catalog. What song you want to play for it, us man. today? I'm you gonna gra- you grab your guitar in just a minute. Yeah. But. So I'm gonna do um th- this one that I've been really excited about. I wrote with. Uh, John Kraft, Taylor Phillips, and uh, Garrett Jacobs. Um, he was on American Idol. Yeah, we Garrett actually did a run with us down in Louisiana. Yeah, he's a we, good dude. Yeah, oh, he's a very good dude. Desiree, that his yeah, whole Garrett's crew is awesome. good people. That whole yeah, so, great. so so John asked me to write with him and and uh, Garrett Jacobs, and we wrote a song in about two hours, and we're wrapping up, and John's like, "Hey, Taylor wants to come write with us. Is that cool?" And Garrett's like, "Who's Taylor?" He's like, "Well, he wrote Hurricane, Good as You, Homesick," and Garrett's like. Yeah, let's do it. So we wrote three songs in like a matter of five hours. That's awesome. This one that I'm about to play is the last one that we wrote, um, and it took us literally like an hour and a half to write. It just kind of fell out of. So what's it called? Um, (laughs) I I kind of just recently named it "Girl Like You." I don't really know what it's going to be called, but I think that's probably what it's called. So yeah, it's 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 got a long title. Before it was "Where's a Girl Like You Come From," but that's way too long. Yes, so, yeah. So I'm thinking "Girl Like You," but maybe some parentheses in there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's one that's a little more pop oriented. I'm just kind of playing around with different stuff. So yeah, okay. it's one I'm excited about. Fuck yeah, and those, and those are great dudes to be writing with. Oh dude. man, I'm, I'm glad I was he, pumped yeah. to get in that room, man. Dude, those are and, and craft. You were talking about those. You were talking about uh, craft singles and yeah. stuff. That, that's one of our boys, dude. I've been telling him since day one. I'm like, dude, you got to do like the the Luke Combs artist, like the uh, the graphic, like the animated graphic for yeah. your your uh, album, and have it be a craft single package, and have the slices of cheese coming out, and each one's a single. It's like here's yeah. the one slice of cheese. It's this yeah, song. There's your album yeah. art right there. Yeah, uh, dude. I think that'd be brilliant. No, nah, dude, it's it's awesome. But hey, man, so so girl yeah, like you, right? Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to uh, this week's edition of the In the Round podcast, episode 41. Yeah. Badass Boudreaux. We did another one. Get through this quarantine thing. You got your bourbon. I got my stuff over there in the corner. I got lots of water. We got beaver nuggets still. We're getting through this thing. Barely. We're we're running low on beaver nuggets. Thanks for giving me a beaver nugget. Of course. Low supply. Of of course, bro. We, We stopped at a Bucky's one night late after a show. You know, one two a.m. stop, and those are always dangerous. And we stopped at the Buckies. And- Munchies and Buckies are oh, fucking dangerous. Geez. Munchies when you're when you're freaking when you're chilling after a show and you're, you're getting a little getting a little toasty and getting the Munchies. This place is freaking dangerous. Is it, Bucky's like a Love's kind of? It's a. It is it's a, three it's, times the size of Love. We'll show you. We'll show oh, you I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a Walmart gas station. Yeah. Basically. Dude, we'll show you. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking, amazing. It's fucking insane. But we're stocked up here. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode. Yeah, um, yeah. In the round podcast on Instagram. Where on Twitter, Tyler? In the round pod. Pod, P-O-D. Too uh, long to get podcasts, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, Twitter, then, man. Yeah, and then we've got, um, you can follow me at Matt Brill, at uh, Just a Wandering Tyler. We've also got stuff on YouTube. Like your loss, not like your uh, thinking. Not like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so you guys can check out all that content. Again, still waiting to get word from our, uh, our friends over at Live Oak on uh, when operations are going to be opening up and whatnot. But y'all stay tuned for the details. We'll be bringing Once White again, our, back uh, out. Once again, our resident redneck. Yeah, Jacob, um, he's um, he's a little busy, so Tyler's going to be working on the website, so we should have an In the, the Round podcast website for you all. Go learn coding, hey, so we'll see how this yeah. goes. <laughs> we'll Hell see how yeah. it goes. Now, without further ado, putting a bow on the episode, y'all give it up. Listen to our boy, Mr. Clayton Shea. Here is Girl Like You. Y'all have been listening to the In the Round podcast.
you got that beautiful I ain't ever seen small town unusual Right out of my dreams Yeah, my whole life for you Spend every day praying for you Oh yeah, you know I got no So baby, where's a girl like you come from? Up there in the clouds are straight out of the sun Looking like an angel, what has God done, done? Baby, where's a girl like you come from? It's gotta be heaven, it's gotta be heaven It's gotta be heaven, it's gotta be heaven You're such a miracle With your eyes so green Your kiss is spiritual Every time it saves me Got the heart I wanna hold Got me feeling like I'm walking on streets of gold Oh yeah, you know I gotta know So baby, where's a girl like you come from? Up there in the clouds are straight out of the sun Looking like an angel, what has God done, done? Baby, where's a girl like you come from? It's gotta be heaven, it's gotta be heaven It's gotta be heaven, it's gotta be heaven So baby, where's a girl like you come from? Up there in the clouds are straight out of the sun Looking like an angel, what has God done, done? Baby, where's a girl like you come from? Baby, where's a girl like you come from? It's gotta be heaven. It's gotta be heaven. It's gotta be heaven. It's gotta be heaven.